Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. Luke chapter 6. So we've been teaching on how personal is your personal relationship with God, with Jesus Christ, and some of the things that are required for that to, to make that happen. Uh, God truly wants us to have a personal, personal, as in as intimate as we have with our best friend, our husband and our wife, or our wife uh, or anyone else. He wants us to have a, a more than just an acquaintance with him. He wants it to be very personal, someone we talk to uh, on a regular basis. Um, a personal, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And there's, we've talked about this for several weeks now. And so I want to go just a little deeper in that, and we may turn the corner here uh, after this. Uh, but the last key to uh, one of the, one of the, one of the, um, uh, the one last one we'll talk about, and probably the most important one, is the renewing of the mind. And uh, we've been talking about that for now three weeks, and this will be our fourth week. It really, everything we do uh, when we talk about the Word of God is about the renewing of the mind. That's where it's all at. Once, once a believer is born again, that's the only thing left for him to do, really, is to renew his mind. And that creates other things that come out of that. But the, after a person is saved and born again, there's really nothing more for him to do other than to renew his mind. And that's a work. That is a, a constant work. That, that'll take a lifetime to really... Uh, fully renew it. Uh, so we're taking steps to that. Um, Luke chapter 6 is, uh, we want to talk about just a little further what it means to, for the renewing of the mind. Um, so Luke chapter 6, and we're going to look at, um, let's start at about verse uh, 43 maybe. Luke chapter 6 and verse 43. Okay, and I'm reading this out of the New King James Version. And we just flip-flop back and forth on this. All right, is everybody live and ready and willing? All right. It says, uh, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Now, I, I began to look at this and, and I, I began to think about Jesus' audience here. And he tells this audience, he says, a good man, out of the goodness of his heart, he brings forth good fruit. An evil man, out of the evil of his heart, brings forth evil fruit. And then he goes and he says, and every man speaks basically as a, whatever's in his heart, he speaks. Or whatever's in there in abundance, that's what he speaks. So, uh, and I've even taught it this way, and, and um, but I want us to, to know what, who was his audience when he was speaking? 
who was Jesus speaking to? Primarily who? Were they Christians? No, they, they were not Christians, were they? How do we know they weren't Christians? How do we know they weren't Christians? He hadn't died yet. So there was, it was impossible for them to be born again. It was impossible for them to have a renewed heart or a, or a, 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 a new heart, a new creation. So he was talking to people who were not even new creations. And he said to them, out of the, uh, the, the goodness of your heart, you bring forth fruit. And out of the evil of your heart, you bring forth fruit. For out of the abundance of it, a man speaks. And so I began to think about that just for a minute. And I said, okay, well, if they were not born again, that would mean that they didn't have what? They didn't have the Holy Spirit, correct? What else? They didn't have knowledge. They, they had some knowledge. But what didn't they have that we have? They didn't have a new heart. They didn't have a new spirit, as it were. So that led me to think about this. If that were so, it would have been unfair for Jesus to tell this particular group of people that out of the good heart the mouth speaks, or out of the good heart we bring forth fruit, or out of the evil heart we bring forth fruit. That would mean that there would be a distinction between the two. And so I would say to you all this morning, submit to you all, that these people that Jesus was talking to, he was talking to them primarily about the condition of their mind, their soul. The language of the Old Testament, many times they would talk about the heart, even in the book of Psalms, but they talking about the combo package of, of the spirit, the unregenerate spirit, and the soul of man, or man's intellect, man's mind, man's soul, man's will, man's emotions. And so... Um, when he's talking here, I believe he's telling us a key here about the renewing of the mind. And I believe he's talking about here, out of the renewing of the mind, the mouth speaks. Out of the renewing of the mind, the mouth speaks. Out of the renewing of the mind, the mouth speaks. Out of the renewing of the mind, the mouth speaks. Now, now, the reason he didn't necessarily, we can say that, is because even in the Old Testament, he would tell them, uh, if you're going to have success, what did he tell them? He says, meditate upon these things day and night. Ponder them. Think about them. Get them in you. Because he was letting them know you can have success if the mind is renewed. The only thing about the Jewish people back in those days is they couldn't sustain the success because their heart or their spirit man wasn't regenerate. And that's why they would always fall backwards. That's all they, they could never sustain it. So I believe primarily here, God is speaking about the mind of man. The mind has to be changed. The mind has to be renewed. Otherwise, the spirit of man cannot function correctly. In other words, the spirit and bone is connected to the mind bone, and the mind bone is connected to the body bone, and the body bone makes it happen. 
But in here, because they're cut off from God, the only thing that is connected to their, their body is their, their mind. So the mind, the mind of man is connected to the mouth of man, is connected to the actions of man. So we have but one thing to do here, and that is to flood our minds with the word of God until we start doing the word. The spirit of man, once we get born again, he says, I'm going to take care of I'm going to take care of the stuff that you can't take care of. And that is, you can't get born again without me. You need me to do that. But in order for you to benefit from this new creation, from being my child, you're going to have to renew your mind the way you've been thinking. Because it is what's in us in abundance is really what we speak, isn't it? A person doesn't just automatically start out cussing. A baby doesn't come out of the womb Blankety blank 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 the blank blank the blank. No, if but they're, if they're in an environment where there's a lot of cussing, guess what? They cuss sometimes. How many of you, not recently, but even after you got born again, a couple of them, every now and then, just kind of, you know, just like, whew. you know, there are people who cuss all the time. I mean, that's what they do. They cuss. They don't even realize they're cussing because it's in their hearts in abundance. They speak it in abundance. They listen to stuff in abundance. So it just comes out, boom, boom, boom. And we're like, oh, gosh, whoa, whoa. But they're not thinking of it that way. That is just, that is just part of their subconsciousness. They just, they just, but I'm grateful for this reason is because the mind is not fixed. It can be changed. Hallelujah for that, right? Thank God for that. I'm not fixed. I can change. I can think differently. I can have new thoughts. And when I have new thoughts, I can have new outcomes. Right? I can have new outcomes because I have new thoughts. If I stay with my old thoughts, then I'm going to continue having the same outcomes. Because it is in my thoughts that motivate my actions which cause me to have things. Am I right? Think about it just for a minute. What if someone told you, they told you that if you'll make a phone call, you can have a particularly high-paying job. And you're like, whoa, you mean if I make this phone call, talk to this person, I can have a high-paying job? Yes, if you have the, make this phone call, talk to this person, they're going to give you a high-paying job. Well, you have the knowledge of it, but it never happens until you make the phone call, right? So you may have it in you. So you may not mean to hear it. You may need to hear to say it a thousand times to yourself. If I make this phone call, talk to this person, I'm going to have this high-paying job. If I make this phone call, talk to this person, I'm going to have this high-paying job. If I make this phone call, talk to this person, I'm going to have this high-paying job. It may take a little while, depending on what else is in your soul or in your mind, for you ever to make the phone call. And then you say, oh, man, I wish I had made this phone call a year ago. Just talking with yourself into I wish I had just made this phone call some time ago. So what am I getting to? Well, I think it's going to bear itself out in these scriptures we're about to read. So get to the end of it. It says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. 
For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So we are a new creation, and we start out with a, with a mind that has actually already been in operation for some time. A new baby that already has a mind. Think about it just for a minute. A new baby that already has been conditioned a certain way. Well, that's who we were. Are y'all with me? That's what we were. When we came out, we didn't have the advantage of a baby as a baby uh, uh, in our time. We didn't have the advantage of, of having a blank slate and then having it filled in. We already came. When we got born again, we already had a, already had a mindset. Think about that for a minute. How many of you just based on, and I'm not saying you had a good or a bad. I'm just saying that, that, I'm just saying that when you had your baby, there were certain things you wanted to shape into them. Maybe unlike what you were shaped in. Like you're like, this is my baby. I'm not going to talk to him the way my, my parents talked to me. I'm not going to do to him what my parents did to me. I'm, I'm going to protect him from some things. How many of you, you don't have to raise your hand, but think about it in that way. In other words, we were protecting them from having a certain kind of mindset, right? And really that is the responsibility of parents across the board is to protect our children, protect the environment that is going to cause the molding and the shaping of their soul. But unfortunately, when we got born again, we already had a shaped soul. We already had a shaped mind. We already thought certain way. That's why the Bible says, be transformed now by the renewing of your mind. After you're born again, be changed by the renewing of your mind. Am I, are y'all tracking with me? I need you to get this. Be transformed. Because we already got these thoughts. And forever how long we've been in it or around it, that's how we can get, we're conditioned. <coughs> Now, think about this just for a minute um, as we read on here, because I believe it's just going to bear itself out. Verse 46. <clears throat> but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things I say? Now, listen to this just for a minute. Again, he's, think about the audience. But we can apply it to ourselves as well. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, or Master, and do not do the things which I say. Now, how many of you would say of yourself that you are always obedient? Anyone? No one? There's not one person in this room that will say, I'm always obedient. Well, I guess I'll be the only one. <laughs> I, I am always obedient. Always. Matter of fact, there's never been a time in my life when I've not been obedient. My brother's back there, he just smirked. <laughs> well, listen to me. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Emphasis on that. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Emphasis on I. What, am I, what, is, the, what is the inference? 
If I say, but you do not do the things that I say, what, what is, what's the inference there? That you are doing, yes, there is an inference of I, but what, what's, what, what, what am I trying to get people to see out of that? You're doing something. You're not just doing what I say. So, so when I tell you that I've always been obedient, I've always been obedient to some Lord in my life, even if it was myself. And, 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 and so have you. <laughs> Listen to me. We're always obedient to whatever has mastery in our life. Do you hear me? We're always obedient. We're always obedient to the master of our life. Even if the master is self, we're always obedient. And so he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? We're doing something all the time. We're always doing something. But the question is, who's the Lord? Who's the Lord? I'm always obedient to my Lord. Whichever or whatever or whomever is my Lord. Your Lord might be other people. You might be a people person or a people pleaser, excuse me. Your master might be money. Well, money told me to go and leave church for the next year. Well, why call me Lord? You just chased money. You're doing what money says. Money is your Lord. So you were obedient. Our body can be our Lord. Well, my body told me to, to go over there and I ain't, you fill in the blank. I ain't going to tell you what to, what to put there. But it's your Lord. We're always, we were created by God to be mastered by something or someone. But primarily, he wanted us to be mastered by himself. So, but listen so here we go. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show him you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against the house and, and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of it was of the house was great. Now, here's what I want us to see in this. God just kind of opened up my eyes to about six or seven things in this particular passage of Scripture that will help us in the renewing of our mind. He says here uh, that 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 um, I will show this one whom he is like. He listens, the one who listens to me, to my teaching, and follows it, the person building it. He calls him, he's like, he builds his house on the foundation of a solid rock. So first thing I did is I said, no, what is a solid rock and how would people have understood a solid rock in that time? And if you know anything about Jerusalem, Jerusalem is built on a big slab of limestone huge slab of limestone. Now, that would be called the what kind of rock? Someone. Some of you um, geologists. 
Excuse me? Soft. Okay. It could be considered soft rock, but it was, it was a solid rock, though, wasn't it? Limestones are still a solid rock. Can you build on limestone? Okay. Water will wear it away. Now, if it's a big enough slab, though, water can still run through it. And there will still be other limestone around it. Right? Just say yes. I, I did the research on it, okay? I, I did the research on it. So get this. A lot of people think that out of the wisdom of David, David conquered the Jebusites and moved the capital of the Israelites to Jerusalem because he knew the value of the solid rock. Now these uh, geologists are basically saying it wasn't faith that brought him there. It was his wisdom that, that, that the, the, the rock would be a good fortress kind of a place to build your church or build your, a city on. And I beg to differ. I beg to differ that that's the reason why that it was just purely out of his wisdom and knowledge. I believe God led them there because he knew that anything that's built on a solid rock will stand. And what better place to build my city than on a piece of solid rock? A solid rock that also would be somewhat of a fortress because in the midst of that limestone, there were water that ran through and they built tunnels for the water to flow. And best, guess what? That same rock, that same solid rock, also was the reason the Jebusites were defeated because David went through the tunnels of the water in order to get inside of that great fortress and beat the Jebusites. And then he built the city of Jerusalem, the city of David, on that solid rock. All right, I, I didn't need your help. I can't say nothing without my second wife saying something back to me. <laughs> so think about it just for a minute. Think about the wisdom of God and what God is telling us to do. He's telling us to build your house on a solid rock and all of the benefits of living on the solid rock. And he defended, they were able to defend that territory. They were able to live there for many, many years undefeated by their foe until they got into disobedience and the Babylonians came in and took over. Hundreds of years they were able to defend that place and reroute the water sources within it because they built on that solid rock. And so on that note, think about what David or Jesus is saying about building on the rock. So, so it says here, and I'm, I'm going to pull out several things, first words. So it says, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me. And here's the beginnings of the renewing of the mind. Number one, I will show you some, when someone comes to me and what? Listens to my teaching. And listens to my teaching. 
See, if all you're hearing this morning is womp, 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 Where'd that come from? Charlie Brown. You know the parents, you could never hear them, could you? Sometimes I feel like that with my children. Boy, come over here. But sometimes I feel like that here too. Like womp, 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 womp. What did you say? Womp, 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 womp. Listening with intent. Listening with intent. Listen to Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, just you can stay in your book. I'll read it to you. It says, and now, Israel, listen carefully. Everybody say, listen carefully. Listen carefully to these decrees and regulations that I am about to teach you. Obey them so that you may live, so you may enter and occupy the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you. It says, listen carefully, or better yet, pay attention. Now, how do we pay attention? Very first thing we have to do is listen. Listen with intent. Listen with intention. Pay attention careful attention. Pay careful attention. What if you didn't have a GPS? What if you didn't have uh, all of the things that have caused us not to listen as much because we figured we can go back and get it, right? But there was a time when you were traveling from North Carolina to, in our case, D.C. sometimes, and we would have our little road map out, and, and we'd be looking at, and, and you know, it's not real good to put the map in front of the windshield. No? But we would, we would go, and then ultimately, after a lot, a lot of pushing, a lot of pressure, Wayne, would you please stop and ask somebody? You better ask somebody. <laughs> after much, much of it, after much duress, it, it, could you tell us how to get to such and such and such and such and such? And then with, with great deliberateness, if that is a word. We listen. And, and used to be landmarks were the key, were they not? You go down to the end of the street where the white mailbox is and you turn right. And then when you turn right at the white mailbox, you go another block and there'll be a red house. At that red house, turn left. And at the red house uh, that you turn left, then, you, then you'll see a monument. And at that monument, you'll be about five uh, um, uh, what blocks away or whatever what, you know but it was always landmarks and we listen everybody listen because we don't want them fighting no more in the car <laughs> so we listen with what intention we're trying to get somewhere we've been riding for eight hours right we're trying to get there all, all we got to do see the interstate riding is not where it gets you right it's easy to get on 40 and then hop on you know 85 and and then get on up to 95 or whatever or 77 whatever it's always easy them that's easy it's when you get there that you have the most problems when pressures are mounting and people are hungry and they want to get out of the car and, and all of those things. And we start listening with it. A whole car starts listening. Everybody starts listening with intent. 
Because we're what? We're trying to listen so that we can what? Do. We're listening so that we can do. Because our prospering and getting to where we need to go is contingent upon how well we have listened. How well we've listened. Well, the same is true here. We're trying to get somewhere. We're trying to get somewhere, and in order to do so, we have to listen with intention. So number one, you must listen with intent, with intention of doing. And that changes everything. When you listen with the intent to do, it changes everything because now you're practicing. You're thinking it over. You're deliberate. You're, 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 you're intentional. You're, you're doing everything by recall, reflection, thinking back over it again and again and again and reversing it, reversing it in your mouth and, and saying it over, oh, um, right, white mailbox, um, um, uh, red house, um, monument, white well mailbox, what was that, red? Yeah, red. Red. Wayne is red. It's not yellow, it's red. <laughs> and then you turn. So you, you, all of those things, that is called meditating. That is called building a picture, a way of getting there. Now, listen to the next thing he says here. Listen. The wise man built his house upon the rock. Wise man built his House upon the rock. All right, listen. So number one, listen with intent. Number two, and then follows it, follows it. What does that mean? Do. We talked about it already. So do it. Building, process. In other words, follows it. Follows it means that there is a continuation of the first act of listening. So listening is not complete until there is a action. So a quarter is incomplete if it only has one side and the other part has been smoothed off. The other part of that is listening and doing. So what faith is, faith is what? Acting on what you believe. It's acting or it's doing it. So, so we start doing it. We start doing it. We start building it. And then he says, and lays a foundation on a solid rock. So doing, listening and doing is a part of how we get down to the solid rock. Now, this is first, the, the, the good part of this, strong, durable, unwavering. So, so the word of God is the bedrock. says, building, uh, follow it, and building, and who digs, digs. Now, now I, I missed that, that part of it. The digs, this is the part where we, where we lose it, I believe. And digging means it's timely and it's labor intensive. So what do I do? I listen with the intent to do, and once I start doing it, I got to keep on doing it. That's the digging part. I got to keep on digging because where am I trying to get to? 
I'm trying to get down to the what? I'm trying to get down to the what? I'm trying to get down to the rock, to the solid rock. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to get down to the salt. I'm trying to get down to the word. Because I got all of this other sand and muck up above it. The word is there, but I got to dig down there. I got to dig until I get down to the solid rock. It's there. It's there, but it's not going to happen until we start doing some labor. The Bible says... Work out. Work out your own salvation. Work it out. That means I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get it down. I'm trying to get to the place where I believe it. The belief, the hardened belief, the, 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 the uh, resolve that this is absolutely the truth. That is a solid right. That is substantive. See, you know, just recently I had to get down to the solid rock on something. And so I, I began to drill down and dig down and dig down and dig down. The more I dig down, guess what I hit up on? I hit up on the solid rock. And when I hit up on that solid rock, it became substantive to me. It became just like the very thing that I'm hoping for. Did you hear that? The, the, the very thing that I was in need of, I found. As I began to dig down. And so no longer did it matter what I saw anymore. Because I had something more real than what I saw. Are you all getting this? But it took a little while to get there. And it's going to take, take a more time to stay there. Um, as, I'm, as, I'm, as I'm looking at things, as I'm reading, how do we get down there? We start, we start reading stuff. We start meditating on scriptures. We start reading about other people's experiences of faith. And we begin to get down to that place. Oh, oh, I got it. And, and, and I exchange, I exchange my hope for now that which is real. It's mine. I have it right now. Where it pertains to money, if it's in what uh, uh, um, Joe was talking about this morning, I, I exchange what I don't have in the physical with what I now have as a solid rock because I've dug down there. What am I standing on? I'm standing on, I'm standing on the condition of my soul now, which is convinced that the word of God is true in regards to any other area of my life. Let the weak say I am strong. I'm strong, not because I feel it, but because I'm standing on that solid rock. Let the poor say I am rich. I've exchanged monetary things, things that I can touch, for his word. That's why we can say without, without really seeing it in the natural, because if you see it, then we don't need it, right? If I got it, I don't need it. It's when I don't have it that I need to believe I have it. And so I've exchanged that which I can't see for that which I can sense in my spirit. What I can sense by digging down there. And so, so it's so solid. But the word of God is a solid. It's so very solid now that as I stand on it, dig on it, I say, no, it's, it's, I've got it. It's, it's mine. 
I'm standing on that. And God says, now, that part of it, when we truly feel and sense that we're standing on it, then we begin to talk like it out of the abundance of the heart. We talk like it. We act like it. We walk like it. We do like it. That's how it is. You see, the enemy has no power over our spirit. He only has access to our soul. And that's what he seeks to corrupt. That's where he seeks to cause problems. And once we begin to believe other than what he's saying to us. So it says dig, right? So we got to put some work into it, don't we? And you know, I've, I have found, I have found that what I go to bed with relative to my thought life is what gets sorted out through the night and it causes me to either feel good or feel bad the next morning. So the Bible tells us to meditate upon the word. Listen, listen to something. Go to, go to Deuteronomy chapter 6, if you could put that up. Is, is that up? Yeah. Put Deuteronomy chapter 6 real quick for me, real quickly. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1. Look at that real quick as we, as we, as we uh, talk about digging and building foundation. He said, now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Now listen to, listen, listen, before you turn to the next one. Is he talking about their spirit? Uh-uh. Remember we started this whole conversation about the renewing of our mind, talking about the spirit of your, the spirit of your mind. Let's move on to the next one. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you wake, walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpace of your house and on your gates. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, that's good right there. Listen to what he just said. That's what he's talking about in digging. How many of us are going to that, that level, that link? He said, get it into your heart. So, so obviously we're talking, I believe we're talking about the same thing. It's in the soul of man. It's in the, the, the spirit of your mind. And he's saying, how many, how many of us are, are, are looking at it before we go to bed? Waking up looking at it thinking about it through the day, talking about it with our families. That's how important it is. 
so that we may observe to do. Are you all with me? Well, Pastor, does it really take all that? Yes, it does. As it pertains to the renewing of the mind. Pull out some of the things that you had when you first started this journey and start looking at them again. Start reading them again. Start meditating on them again. Start saying them again. Start quoting them again. Say what God has said about you. Do you hear me? In other words, go back. Go back to the time when, when it was new and it was fresh. It will be new and fresh again, let me tell you. It will be just as new, just as fresh when you add faith to it. The only reason you might get tired of it is because you stop applying it with faith. Just go back to it. Start saying again. Start reading it again. Pull out some of them little small books, you know, them little bitty ones. And turn through them again, the ones you marked up once 10 years ago or 15 years ago, you marked up and you read over. I'm telling you, they'll be better now than they were back then. And just start speaking the word of God again. I'm digging and dig and meditate and state and quote and confess and do what the word of God tells us to do. It'll change perspective. It'll give you a solid rock in which to stand. Let's finish this up. So, dig, that means labor, and lays a foundation of solid rock, strong, durable, unwavering. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. When, when, what does when mean? When means it is inevitable. It doesn't say if the floodwaters rise. They're going to rise, people. Let me tell you. They are going to rise. You are going to have something come around your life. I'm telling you, I didn't always believe that. I didn't say I didn't believe the scripture. I just, in my mind, my ideology was nothing really bad is going to happen. Nothing really. They're not really. I mean, come on. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I know y'all find that hard to believe. I was wrong. Circumstances happen to everybody. It rains on everybody. Everyone gets rained on. Everyone has a flood. Everyone has a storm that comes into their life. Every single person. But for some, they get demolished. For others, they rise up out of it. If someone tells me I've never had a storm in my life, you're either too young to have had one or you're lying. One of the two. One of the two. I mean, everybody. I don't care who you are. Every one of us have had storms in our life. Some of us, multiple storms. But I'm telling you, when we dig down deeply, when we stay consistent in the Word of God, it will be that solid rock on which we stand, in which we have dug, in which we have meditated, in which we have stated over and over again, in which we have called upon the name of the Lord, and He will save us. Those are the ones that will stand and keep on standing, and having done all, stand. Every one of us. We're all going to experience a circumstance in our life that will rock your world. But when your world has been rocked and you're standing on the solid rock, it won't just sound like a trembling up above, but it won't affect you. You know, oh, there's something going on. And you'll be standing. 
And you'll be standing, and I'll be standing, and we'll all be standing. I'm here to tell you this is the absolute truth. This is it. And you can find that out one way or the other. You can get washed out by a flood, and many have, or you can stand after a flood. It's all up to you. God gives us everything to get down to the red, the bedrock. So if you get wiped out, it will be because your house was not built upon the rock. It was built upon the sand. But the beauty of it is you can go back and build it all over again. <laughs> I said you can start all You can build it again. I don't care how bad it's been. You don't have to remain there. You can build again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gentrification of the mind. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? You know? It's all broke down and needs to be rebuilt and everything. And somebody comes in and, and they take that which was built and broken down and they build something that's millions of dollars that was once just $150,000. They change it into $500,000. I don't care what you think about whether or not it should be or should not be. I'm just thinking about people with vision can change anything. I was thinking about that just the other day, how people go into some places that just seem like they're just totally ripped apart, no, no way to build no mecca, and they say, oh, I think I'm going to buy that block, and we're going to fix it all up and change it, and it spoke to me when your mind is broke down and beaten up and, and needs restoration, you can apply pressure and you can rebuild it. Glory to God. I said, that's so good to know. That's so good to know. Because we've been through some sieges, have we not? We've been through some battles, man. Bombs, some more than others. Some people have been through some really challenging difficulties. This coming Wednesday or Tuesday, we're going to have an opportunity to share about them. How God has been faithful that through the storm, he brought you through. He's been there. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www. Dot newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.